Should I say good? Just gonna get you into it one more time. Maybe just in case. Okay. Go. Bread and Better Podcast. Okay. Bread and Better Podcast. I feel like I am. Bread and Better Podcast. Hi, I'm Tegan. Professionally, I'm a qualified personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and chef with an online coaching biz called Fitty Tigs. Outside of that, I'm a runner, a foodie, a dog mom to Kenny, and auntie in inverted commas to all my friends' beautiful little ones. And I'm Alex. I'm a freelance feature writer, a producer, and now the owner of my own business, Hey Out Productions. I'm the mum of three, a big sister, and an auntie. I drink a lot of coffee. I'd love to be a foodie, but the food doesn't love me. And I'm obsessed with film, TV, music, and pop culture. We take our roles as mother and sister, friend, mentor, and auntie very seriously. And it is because of this we were inspired to create this podcast to provide information and start an honest conversation that will help the women of our generation begin to heal the relationships they have with their food, movement, and their bodies. Through the podcast, we want you to feel empowered and equipped to achieve your goals as well as set the next generation up with a healthy mindset. Better begins with us. We begin today by recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we live, listen and learn. From here on Minjin country where we record today and from wherever you are listening, we pay our respects to the elders of past and present. Hey Tegan. Hey Al. How you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. All right, let's get started. So one of the big goals of the podcast is to be really food positive. So we thought we'd kick off each episode by sharing the best thing that we ate this week. So I've been thinking about this a little bit and I didn't have a particularly exciting food week this week. I have just released an ebook and I should probably be plugging that. Yeah, do it. No, I'm going completely rogue. (laughs) Um, Because we've had such a busy week, we've actually had um, some meals delivered from a food delivery company. And that wouldn't really sound exciting. And obviously this is not an ad because this is our first podcast Mm -hmm. and we don't have any ads. Um, But we've been getting meal delivery meals from Food for Fitness and they are epic. Like I'm genuinely looking forward to eating them. (laughs) So that was my really niche food prep. I promise I'll have something more exciting in the future, (laughs) guys. I usually eat out quite a lot. So I will have way more exciting food in the future, but definitely uh been enjoying those this week in a crazy week yeah it's nice to have stuff prepared for you well I mean my favorite thing this week I don't know you could probably guess it so my favorite restaurant slash cafe is a place in Camp Hill called Florence and I think maybe it's becoming one of your favorites as well because I've been dragging you there every week but last week when we had our meeting I don't know if you remember at the end when I went to pay they had those cookies on the counter and I said to the guy I wish that Floss Bakery would make some dairy-free ones because they're always gluten-free 
but they're never dairy-free. And as our listeners will come to know, I have a number of health conditions, which means that I'm on a really strict FODMAP diet. I'm also allergic to dairy and I'm a celiac. So my choices are often limited. So I was kind of joking and I was like, oh, I wish you would do a dairy-free cookie. Anyway, I literally went back a few days later, so on Monday, and they had these gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate amaretti cookies. And I almost cried because (laughs) that's my favorite cookie in the world. Anyway, it was delicious. It was the yummiest thing I've had in a long time. I love that for you. I was just thinking, and we're probably going to get into this in a little bit, but Alex and I don't know each other very well. Um, We're starting to get to know each other a little bit better as we're recording the podcast. But I really need to learn more about your allergies and what you can and can't have because I am a feeder. Oh, I love that. So I need to know like what what food I can give to you. Yeah, yeah. Because... I want to try this new cookie place and I know that they have gluten-free cookies, but I don't think that they're dairy-free. So oh, they're, no. they're off the menu, but I can report back yeah. on the cookies when I have the non-dairy-free, non-gluten-free, regular, run-of-the-mill yeah. cookies. But there is actually a Monash University FODMAP app, which has changed my life because FODMAP is all gluten-free and dairy-free anyway. So that's kind of made it easier. But I mean, yeah, pretty hard if someone's cooking for you to be like, hey, follow this app before you make anything. If it's you, then that's fine. (laughs) I don't mind. Like I am a qualified chef and I do take it in my stride to prepare great food for people that do have dietary requirements. So watch this space. I am. I can't wait. I'm so excited. today's episode we are all going to get to know each other a bit better as Tegan's just mentioned we don't even know each other that well so you are getting to know us as we get to know each other Tegan tell us about yourself so just to give you the cliff notes version about me so I am 32 years old I had to really think about that then (laughs) I feel like after 30, you got to keep calculating yeah in my head right now I'm trying to remember how old I am for when I start This is how it worked for me. I was 23 until I was 27. Yeah. yeah. I was 27 until I was 30 and I'm still 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm about the same. I was like 24 for a long time. And then, yeah, from, and then in my head, I'm still 28. Nice. Love that for you. (laughs) Okay. So I'm actually 32. Um, I've been living in Brisbane since I was 17. I grew up in a small town called Gamary in Queensland. I played a lot of sport at school and I was pretty nerdy at school. I did really well. I moved to Brisbane and I went to uni and studied something that has nothing to do with anything that I'm doing right now. So I actually studied criminology and criminal justice. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, which was really fun and really interesting, which was very interesting and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Being at uni, I obviously had to support myself and I got a job at the coffee club. I worked there for eight and a half years. So I started as a dishy. Within a few years, I was the store manager and then I ended up working in the kitchen as well and become qualified as a chef because, and I can say this because I am a chef, but chefs are notoriously unreliable and quite hard to find. So kind of fell into that role. I've kind of fallen into all of my career roles, as you'll find out. So while I was working at Coffee Club, my lifestyle was pretty unhealthy. When you're working hospitality, there's a lot of partying, pretty poor diet, not a good sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. My life was very fun, but I wouldn't say it had a lot of substance to it. I started looking for how I could improve that. 
and that turned into going to the gym more. So I started training with a PT and he was a really fantastic mentor and kind of influence in my life and it made me decide to go and study PT. And the only reason I studied it was to be really confident in training myself And when I was studying, I met Luke, who is the owner of the F45 that I still work for casually. So while we were studying, Luke approached me and he asked if I wanted to come and work for them when they opened their F45, which they hadn't opened yet. So I started working there casually. And then as the gym got busier, I started to flip that around and work more F45 and less at Coffee Club until I eventually stepped away from that and started working for F45 full time. So I have worked for F45 for seven and a half years as their studio manager or head PT. In the last 18 months, two years, I studied nutrition as well. And that inspired me to start my own business. So I coach my clients on nutrition, training, healthy habits and mindset across uh, multiple different offerings and packages. I am really passionate about not only their physical transformation and getting them feeling really confident in the body that they're in, but also their relationship with their food, their movement and their mindset themselves. So uh, often my clients come to me with the mentality that they have to exercise in order to lose weight and they're you know, going nuts trying to train and out-train this bad diet and they're not focusing on the nutrition side of things and they're not moving their bodies for all of the reasons that they should be that aren't to lose weight. Yeah. Um, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten from my clients in my testimonials is like the biggest thing that they've been surprised about is the mindset shift that they've had and how they've changed their way of thinking about nutrition and about exercise. So I'm really proud of that. But that's pretty much where I am at professionally. So aside from my career, uh, in my spare time, I do a lot of running. So I'll be about to run my fourth marathon this weekend. Oh my God. Which is something that I sort of fell into as well. (laughs) I I don't know how you just like fall into marathons for me. That is like the ultimate physical achievement. Uh, So I ran my my first run, not my first run ever, but my first run in the last four years was a half marathon which was as a result of losing a bet oh wow (laughs) and then I was like that was fine but I never need to do that again and now next minute I'm actually running a half marathon this weekend and following it up the next day with a full marathon straight after I didn't know that yeah it's called the double apparently there's 280 other nutcases doing it as well oh my god but yeah out of 8,000 people doing the marathon 280 of us are actually running the half marathon the day before so you're insane I did not know that so that also segues to my partner who is also insane he's going to be doing the same run this weekend yeah well he's never done a full marathon before and he's just gone straight from doing a half marathon to doing the double that's wild yeah but he's just really naturally talented at running and he's, it's really annoying anything <laughs> that I train really really hard for he's just like oh, I could do that oh. I'm gonna be great at it oh. but no that'll be awesome to do that together so we've been together for four and a half years now and we have a little dog called Kenny he's so cute he's probably the love of both of our lives not each other no we do <laughs> we do love each other very much but we are pretty obsessed with Kenny so he's very cute and I think that's yeah about me like I enjoy a few drinks a few mugs going to see live music normal sort of stuff yeah. on the side yeah cool what about you tell us about you Alex okay so where do I begin so I am 
34. I'm turning 35 in a month, which just feels like a big milestone to me. Yeah, so I left school feeling really lost. My last two years of high school were kind of really chaotic. We had a few family issues, like health issues. So my future and career was not really a priority for me at all. It wasn't something that I thought about. I just had no idea what I wanted to do. I just tried everything. I did childcare, hospitality, retail, admin, uh, floristry. Nice. Um, yeah, I did a floristry course. Actually, all of this came back to me last night. I did a real estate course, uh, literally everything. Uh, then I got into admin and then I got into quality assurance, which I just hated it, like sucked the life out of me. Can I buzz in for a moment? Yeah. How many courses do you think that you've done? Because my mum has this joke about me that one day I'll wallpaper my office with the random courses. So obviously we're on the same page with lifelong students. Yeah. I've done so many courses. One day we'll have to like write them all down. Have a competition. Who's got more certificates? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of them. Anyway, yeah, so I was still really lost until... I was 24. So Kevin and I actually got married when I was 24, which I feel like is really young now. But at the time, it didn't feel that young to me. But basically, one day, we'd been married for about a month and he came home from work and I said to him, "Um, I've applied for a job for us in New Zealand, managing a resort. And he was like, "Uh, okay, because he's kind of just always said, you know, okay, to whatever adventure I want to go on, which is great. So we got the job and in the interview, I told them that I knew how to sail because part of the job was teaching sailing lessons. Sail a boat. Sail a boat. Right. Like a yacht. Yeah, you can wing that. Yeah. I've never been on one before. <laughs> um, so yeah, we packed up our lives, moved to New Zealand and managed this amazing eco resort in the Marlborough Sounds. We did weddings, school camps, eco tours, Um, So it was a bit of everything. We had a little shop. I just loved being creative, like doing the events and planning people's weddings. And I was taking photos for people and writing a lot of stuff for the website and social media. So I fell pregnant with Oscar, which coincided with coming home. And I decided that I wanted to be a creative. So I enrolled in uni. And fun fact, I'm still doing that course. I haven't finished because I keep having babies and having to put it off. That'll do it. That'll do it. But basically Oscar was born, which gave me a lot of confidence uh, because I thought nothing is actually, nothing seems hard after delivering a baby and having a newborn. I kind of felt a bit like I could do anything, uh, which was a nice feeling because I kind of had a lot of self-esteem issues before that. So I just basically started writing and submitting articles to different publications. My first article was published by Mamma Mia. I did that until I had Magnolia. When she was a few months old, I went to work as an assistant producer for one of my closest friends who owns a production company. And I worked in film development. When I had Soul, my third I kind of got right back into freelance writing pretty quickly for Collider, who's a New York-based film and TV pop culture website. Then I got my job in podcasting. I started to think that it's time to back myself. So yeah, I've left there and I've started my own business. It's called Hey Our Productions and it's a boutique creative podcast production company. I've got a few ideas that I've 
had for a long time that at one stage I was like, this would be a great documentary. But now I'm like, no, actually, this is going to be a really good podcast. So I'm excited to kind of bring all of those ideas to life and just have complete creative control over them. I think that you'll find and what I've experienced in starting my own business is there is such an element of creativity in having your own business and it's a really essential part. So I think that you're going to find and I really am interested for our listeners to follow this journey with you of um, your own podcasting business. So if you're listening, you know, five years down the track and Alex is wildly successful (laughs) and you're listening to this first episode, you're going to be like, look at her go but I think that yeah you you're going to really find it fulfilling in other ways in that you know you do have such a creative element to it where you need to you know design what it looks like for you in the content that you're putting out the way you deliver everything that you do like I think all small business owners need an element of creativity so I'm sure that you're going to thrive thank you um yeah so that's basically me husband three kids live near the city. I have a dog as well, Villanelle. Uh, she's a jackadoodle. Um, she's not the love of my life, but I do really like it. <laughs> <laughs> she's okay. She's, she's good. I get paid out a lot because we don't take photos of her. Yeah, um, I had no idea that you had a dog. And as someone who's obsessed with their dog, when someone's like, oh, I have a dog, and I didn't know, I'm like, that makes no sense to I me. Know. That makes absolutely no sense. Where is your dog? (laughs) Most people don't know I have a dog. And it's really funny. A few of our mutual friends make a lot of jokes about it. Because when people come over, I do put her out the back because she's really jumpy. She lives inside and she's very well taken care of. She's very spoiled. But, um, yeah, so no one knows I have a dog, but I do. Her name's Villanelle. I will try and post more of her. Meanwhile, Kenny, little photogenic dog. Yeah, he's beautiful. Every photo you post. You're like so cute. We're such the opposite in that way, in that, like, you're like, I put the dog outside when guests come over and I'm like, I take my dog to my friend's house. We'll be going to a first birthday and I'll be like, can Kenny come? <laughs> I think I've been at a first birthday with Kenny. Um, yeah. No, he's beautiful though. Such a nice dog. And can you tell everyone what Kenny, like, who Kenny is named after? Yeah, he's named after Kendrick Lamar. Which I just love because Kendrick Lamar is my favourite artist of all time. Me too. Yeah. And that was in my thing for the next segment. Was it? Yeah, we've had a spoiler alert already. I know, guys. As we've said, we don't really know each other that well. I think we've said this now twice, but it is important to let you guys know. So I think we've probably known each other a few years. Probably five or six because I started going to this coffee shop called Benetton when Magnolia was born. Um... I went there every single day and basically made the three baristas my best friends. Uh, And those three girls are very close to you as well. Yeah. So I met the girls through F45. They came in as clients. I think Uh, Ash came in first. And then unlike Alex, um, we're going to talk about this in a later, (laughs) who just makes friends with everybody around her instantly. I'm a real slow burn and you've got to like lurk around me for a, a year before I'm like, hey, let's be friends. Or five. <laughs> I'm like the most loudest shy person that you've ever met. <laughs> That's so funny. Because um, I would say I'm the loudest anxious person that you've ever met. No, you're the friendliest anxious person <laughs> and I'm the loudest shy person. That is like, it's like the opposite. That's such an accurate description of who I am. 
but I va- very vaguely, I mean, the girls talked about you a lot and how wonderful you are and how inspiring you are and all of that. And so I think I have a very vague memory of meeting you and either Luke or Carly one day at Benetton. We were there at the same time ordering takeaways. And I think that's the first time. Or maybe I've made that up in my head. I don't think that that was me. I think maybe Luke and Carly were there. Maybe it was Luke and Carly. So Luke and Carly are the people that I work with at F45. Yeah. I don't think that I was even there. Maybe it wasn't you. But we do need to say that in this group of friends, so the girls are all in their, well, they were early 20s. Yeah. But they're all in their mid to late 20s now. And then Alex and I are 30-something, as we've established. So we would just sit at the end of tables and talk about fashion of our era that they would roll their eyes and not be able to relate to yes like uh the iconic billabong graffiti togs which we both owned yes i'm pretty sure i don't know i owned a john tucker john tucker what's his name john deer trucker hat john deer trucker hat a john deer oh farm girl i've never been on a farm in my life but you can sail I can say you got your finger in all the pies. <laughs> I do. I you do. name it, I can do it. <laughs> like farmer appropriation. Yeah, I subscribed to every early two thousands trend. Um, all of the Supre boob tubes, the American flag boob tube. I don't know if you had that one. <laughs> My favorite Bad. Supre outfit was a a denim pleated skirt. I had that, and I had this um, red glitter buddha and it said rub my belly oh my god my did you have that one <laughs> no do you know this is probably the most two early 2000s thing and it, oh my god the feminist in me now just dies but i had this supra top that i had to have and it was like a white very tight crop top with hot pink writing that said live fast die pretty <laughs> and I used to wear that with the denim pleated skirt with like a very unnecessary big belt. Yes, big belts were huge. Yeah, with no belt holes. No. Just like the belt. But I think I'm traumatized by that now because I can't wear a belt. I can't with wear a anything. Belt. Well, I can't. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wear belts, but I could not wear a belt unless it goes through belt loops. Yes. Yeah, like it was needed. <laughs> it's this, yeah, it's necessary. Yeah. Necessary. Necessary. Yeah. I also had, uh, which is pretty funny now considering the career that I am in, I had the Supre personal trainer shirt with the drop and give me 20 on the back. Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, I, I really want to go and find photos of all of this because I feel like we need to do There's like one a- at my parents' house that I can definitely get and this will be great Instagram content. Okay. Awesome. We'll get it. We'll find it. I really want to find a photo. Oh, do you know what else I had? I, I feel like I will we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up in a second. But Ed Hardy, I had three pairs of Ed Hardy togs. Did you ever have that? No, I never went. I know what you're talking about with the yeah. random Diamante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, rash. <laughs> Maybe we need a whole app on fashion from our yes, generation. Let's do that. And we can have our listeners and our friends submit stuff as well. Park this, we'll come back yeah, to we'll it. We're going to talk about it in the future. So as we're getting to know each other, we thought it would be cute to talk about some ways that we're similar and some ways that we are different because as we've touched on, we had a lot of similar fashion choices um, and our values really align, hence doing the podcast. But we also have some ways that we're really different as well. So we thought that would be a fun way for us to get to know each other and for you to get to know us. So we haven't shown each other what our answers are (laughs) for this. However, a few of mine have already been touched on. Same. So in the similarities, I had that we both owned the bikini with the billabong graffiti writing. Yes. Iconic. 
uh, we both have great taste in music, a.k.a. Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put we both can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> yes, yes, that's very true. Uh, the thing that nearly ended the podcast before it started and that we both have the same side in photos. Yeah, which this is going to be an issue for us. We haven't. Forward. Yeah, we're recording, but we haven't taken our photo yet for the podcast little icon and we've got a little bit of a problem. <laughs> However, our friend who works in design said that there is a possibility <laughs> that she could flip it. <laughs> <laughs> or we just stand back, like, back to front like a formal picture. Yeah, we could do that. But she was like, maybe I could Photoshop you and flip your side. But I don't do think know, that that's necessary. When I take selfies, if they're – you know how sometimes you take selfies and it is like a weird angle? Yeah. Like, I flip them. So, I know. what she- <laughs> We're going to sort that out. That'll yeah. be sorted out. Yeah. Uh, the other things I had for ways that we're similar is that we just both want our friends to be wildly successful and happy. Yeah. And we both thought slash still think using Safari is normal. Yeah. And I don't really understand why it isn't. I don't understand why anyone would use anything. But it's Apple. Shouldn't it be the best? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's very weird. Let us know about that because we're not sure. Yeah. What did you have for similarities? Okay, so actually I have a lot of the same. So I've got obviously we're close in age and, yes, all of our values really align. Uh, We like both like to travel. And I feel like we both like to be outside and doing stuff. Like we're both quite active people. I mean, you're more physically (laughs) active. I'm more, I like to go to SeaWorld. And physically you're outside. (laughs) I am physically outside at parks. I might be sitting down, but I'm outside at the park. Um, Yes, we both love music and concerts and festivals. We're both very devoted to our friends. And this is something I was talking to Ash about yesterday. And she said that we're both, yeah, wildly supportive and really want them to be happy. But we're supportive in different ways. Did she tell you that I asked her? No. So I thought it would be a little surprise. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell you. I thought it would be cute to ask one of our friends' opinion of how we're similar and how we're different. Oh, my God. And then you said you were going to see World Together. So I'm like, I don't know if she'll tell you because I said that it was a surprise. Oh, but the first thing she said was that we're both out and about and we're out doing things (laughs) and that we're extremely supportive friends, hyper women type energy. (laughs) That is so true because when I messaged you, Uh, Like last week I said I think we're both hype women for the people in our lives, Uh, which, yeah, which we are. And the other thing I remember last night I got very excited about is that we both love horror films. Yes, but I never get to watch them anymore because Red is a sook. Okay, so that's something we need to do together. Yeah. We definitely need to go to the movie. We can report back. We can do a movie review that no one will listen to. No one will care because we're the only ones. (laughs) Yeah, I love – I told Ash and Josh – sorry, so Josh is the partner of our friend Ash – I told them to watch Midsummer because that's my favourite movie of all time. I've literally got, like, an arty-type Midsummer poster in my office. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. Mm. Anyway, Ash was like, Josh said that's the most fucked-up movie he's ever seen. And I was like, yeah, but it's so beautiful. Do you also like really twisted crime books? Uh, I Yeah, I can't read scary books because I feel like I immerse myself too much in it. I, it's like, really live weird. for scary books, Ben, yeah. because I can't watch horror movies with anyone. I live for scary books. So when everybody was going nuts over that Verity book, I was like, lame. Yeah. Yes. Lame. Yes. So lame. Uh, so That's like small fish. <laughs> I actually bought this book called 
Now she is which? I'll put it in the show notes because I don't know that that's 100% right. Anyway, I've gotten to the sixth page and it's so scary I've put it away. Oh, send it to me. I'll I want to read I'll it. I'll give it to you. Yeah. So I was actually reading it at night and I was getting terrified. So, yeah, I put it away. See, I just like read a really, really scary book and I'm just like, ah, sleepy now, straight to sleep. No. Like the deepest sleep. Nah. And I have to watch horror movies with people. Nah. Oh. Night time by myself, but what? I just don't anymore. So yeah, because you need to have someone to like turn to and be like, "That was fucked up." Yeah, well, you don't just do that by yourself. <laughs> just sitting there talking to yourself. <laughs> I um, I think that's a lot about similarities. What have you got for differences? I just wanted to t- go back to that for yeah, a yeah, second yeah. to you being in the park, and this is probably <laughs> relevant to how we got to here. Yeah, is that I was with our friend Ash in the park once, and you just ran up to me and was like. <laughs> I did. I want to do a podcast with you. And I was like, you're terrifying me. <laughs> Go away. No. And then we hashed it out a little bit more and here we are. Yes. That is exactly how I it was happened. very terrified. Yeah. And when I told Magnolia I was coming to do this with you today, she said, is Tegan the one that you went up to in the park with Ash? And I was going to do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's the one. Is, is Tegan that scared lady from <laughs> the park? Girl. You literally recoiled. Like you literally like backed away slowly. But I had been talking about this, about doing a podcast with you four months leading up to that, which I hadn't discussed with you, but I discussed it with all of our friends. See, it was not on my radar at all, but when I told my mentor, she was like, the world doesn't present you opportunities that you aren't ready for. Yeah. And when we spoke about it more, I was like, this is actually going to be epic. Yes. So I'm so excited Me that too. we're here. I'm very excited. Okay, differences. Yeah. How are we different? So do you want me to start with what Ash sent in first? Yes, Now yes. we know. yeah. Uh, so the first difference, and I'm going to say this word for word okay. because it's pretty funny how she wrote it. Alex can't eat anything without getting a crook gut. <laughs> Tegan can eat anything in capitals and never get a crook gut. Oh. Laughing face, laughing face, <laughs> laughing face. So iron so stomach. Jealous. Yeah. Literally, there's food that like I know are safe foods, but if I eat too much of that food, my day is ruined. That's so sad for you. It's very sad. So I wrote that in my differences, being a runner, my body is mostly fueled by glutinous carbs, (laughs) where yours is completely gluten-free. I do eat a lot of carbs for someone who's gluten, like celiac, but they're all, it's gluten-free bread, gluten-free cake. Potato. Potato. Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Rice. The boring carbs. Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> Sorry. Being a celiac is literally my worst nightmare. Yeah, it's horrific. I think I was definitely Italian in a past life. Yeah. All of my favorite things. Did you know that I, I don't know if this is actu- accurate or something that I just saw on the internet, but apparently they give gluten-free or celiac people in Italy some sort of government subsidy because it's so expensive for them to eat. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so interesting. I'll we need to, to look, look that this up. up. Yeah, let's look that up. That's super interesting. And I thought, fair play. Like, yeah, if I feel you... like I need a government subsidy. It is so expensive. But imagine living in Italy. Yeah. It would also be, like, just pure torture. It's so unfair. So when oh. I went to Italy, I was 21 and I was gluten intolerant. I wasn't celiac. But I ate pasta and pizza every day. And I did end up in hospital when I got home. But it was worth it. I'd do it all again. But Kev always says that it's my fault that I'm a celiac because when I was 14, my first job was at Baker's Delight and we had $10 a day that we could spend on whatever we wanted. So I would eat, you know, those big scrolls. I would be the size of a house. Oh, 
yeah, lucky I had a really fast metabolism <laughs> as a child. But you know the, the big scrolls that are like the sweet chili ones yeah. and stuff? I would eat an entire family one of those myself on my break with a vanilla custard scroll. That sounds like a dream. It was a dream. So his theory is that you over-gluten <laughs> that I over-gluten to my whole life. And Isn't then it? I got to 16 and they're like, no. Is, you would have already been gluten intolerant then, right? People just get diagnosed yeah. really late. In yeah, life yeah, and they it's don't really, know. really hard yeah. to diagnose. Yeah. So the other one Ash had, and you can cut this out if you don't want to put it in the podcast. <laughs> okay. um, she said, "Alex is terrible with money and saving, and Tegan is amazing with money and <laughs> no, saving." That's everyone knows that I'm very bad with money. I think it's all relative and she only thinks that because recently we booked a girls trip to Adelaide with the other girls and uh for a little savings incentive system I put away a dollar for or two dollars I think I upped it to two dollars this year for every kilometer that I run oh well done and that's my savings to spend on travel yeah so when we booked the Adelaide trip because I've been training for the marathon I had heaps of money (laughs) in the account and I was like I'll just pay for everyone's Airbnb and airfares and you can pay me back oh yes I did know that you so now I think that that's led Ash to believe that I am a guru of all finance things (laughs) and that's probably not accurate but I have spent and we can probably talk about this on another episode but I have really overhauled my finances in the last five or six years to the fact that I was horrendous with money. Like I was partying on credit cards in my youth Yeah. to now having a pretty stable hold on it. So that was one of hers. Good on you. That's very <laughs> responsible. Go me. Yes, well done. Adulting. The other one that I had was that you are all over pop culture and current events and I literally have no clue about any of that. So that's my number one Yeah, on my list for our differences. I'm oblivious. Alex will be like, you know so-and-so who's probably incredibly well-known, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, never heard of them. We're talking very famous people, by the way. We're Drop me talking- some. Let's quiz me. Okay, let's quiz you. <clears throat> we talked about someone the other day, and you had no idea who they were. Do you know who Adam Driver is? Not at all. Oh, actually, is he the guy from Girls? Yes. That's, I don't know how I know that. I did watch Girls back in the day. Yeah. Do you think he's hot? So hot. Nah, not for me. He's a bit weird. Nah, see, I love a weird boy. Pete Davidson. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I know who Pete Davidson is. Look at me go. Look at you. I do know you people. You do know people. All right. Do you know Timothy Chalmay? No. Nah. Okay, see, so I feel like these are the people who are like current. I was confusing him with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> They're very different people. <laughs> but I'm impressed that you know. Well, of course you know who I'm not, Charlotte. Only because our, my friends in a different group went through. A, we have weird sayings over the years. Yeah. And when there was like a plot twist and something happened in life, we would be like, what a Shyamalan. Oh, my God. I love And that. I had to learn who it was so that I understood that saying. <laughs> that is so good. I love that. Do you have any more differences on your list? Uh, the only other one I had was that I am aggressively a morning person and that my brain switches off in the evening and yeah. that you're polar opposite. The other way around. Yes. Yeah. I stay up until 11.30 every single night and that's when, like, all of my creativity comes out. And in the morning, I thought I was, like, not not a morning person. Like, I didn't th- think that I was that bad, but one day we went camping with, like, a, a lot of people and it was, like... I don't know, seven o'clock and I hadn't had coffee yet and they were all talking to me. Mm, and I you're like, like Rhett. I was like, why are you talking so much? Like, this is insane. I was like, please go away. Anyway, I went and made myself a coffee and came back and I was 
a functioning person, but it was a real shock to me. So so Rhett is a morning person. Like, he loves getting up at 6. Yeah, I like getting up early. He likes, like, a little bit of a buffer before anybody speaks to him. Yes. Which is is obviously what you like. Whereas I, like, wake up naturally – the older I get, the more I think I'm turning into my mother and my nan because I'm awake at 4 a.m. whether I want to be or not. Yeah. And the minute my feet hit the floor, I'm on, I'm excited, <laughs> and I want to have a full-blown conversation, and he's just like, nah. Yeah. Too much in the morning. Oh, my God. But I need, like, a grace period in the evening to wind down. Yeah. Like, I need a little bit of quiet. I need that in the evening. I can't just go to bed and go to sleep. I need to really nice – lighting a terrifying book <laughs> and then I can go to, to calm you down That's yeah so just to good. calm me down of an evening so yeah they're both basically all the same as mine I've got yeah I think I have a lot of health issues and I don't know I mean that's just me assuming that you don't have no health any. issues <laughs> okay so Touch I wood. have I have so many which we will cover in a later episode because there's too many it would take up the rest of the episode um and obviously you're super fit and very healthy and I would love to be and I have in my life been really fit but obviously because of the health issues and just having a baby 18 months ago I'm slowly getting back into all of that. In my experience personally and with my clients it's a lot easier to be very fit when you don't give birth all the time. <laughs> exactly and my last one was So that's C-section. working in my favour. <laughs> My last one was an emergency Caesar, which is hard to recover from. And obviously, that's the other big one. I have kids. You don't have kids. Oh, yeah. That's probably, that's probably the biggest the one biggest that neither of us had. I have Kenny. I, oh, yes, you do have Kenny. So I have one that's to a tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I have a dog too. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it's like Nobody has dog. ever seen it. It's <laughs> just a shadow in the corner. <laughs> Jeez. Magnolia um, just starts woofing because you've trained her too. <laughs> scratching at the door <laughs> um I have something to tell you that is a difference and I do want to tell you before but on our first meeting you came wearing a slowly slowly shirt oh you hate slowly slowly they're my most hated do you shirt. know who I hate who wax no! them. Oh, so we both hate each other's favorite bands aside mm. from Kendrick as long as we agree on Kendrick terminate the podcast I don't want to be friends with Alex anymore <laughs> we're not friends anymore we're done okay so that's how we're similar and how we're different. Wow, way to, way to bring the vibe down. Right. Nah, just kidding. We're not friends anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Better does not begin with us anymore. <laughs> no. We're done. So when I accosted you at the park, um, I did have an idea in mind. I just wanted to do, I just wanted to produce your podcast I had no intention of doing a podcast with you. I knew I wanted to start my own business and instantly I was like, cool, my first podcast is going to be Tegan. And that was what I had in mind. But then our first meeting, you came to me with this brilliant concept and said, let's do it together. Um, And I was just so into it. Um, It really aligned with everything I believe in. Yeah, so if you want to go into that a bit. Yeah, so I think the reason that I was so terrified when you accosted me at the park, you ran up to me and said, let's make a podcast. (laughs) I literally did. (laughs) Uh, I think that I was struggling at the moment with clarity in my vision of my business and where I wanted to go. So I was thinking, what on earth am I going to talk about on a podcast? Like I didn't really have clarity on an issue that I really wanted to talk about. I kind of knew, like I was running my business and I was working with my clients and I could see where 
I was really passionate in what they were struggling with, but I didn't really have clarity on like what my vision was. Yeah. And then the next time I saw you was just after I had started in a business coaching course, which was a group program, which I really wanted to get into to meet more like-minded women that were in similar industries. And in the very first call, one of the questions that the coach gave us was, what do you want to be known for? Yeah. And that question was really powerful for me. And I had the answers straight away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden my like vision fell into place and I was like, this is actually a really good opportunity for the podcast and it's something that we could be talking about. Yeah. I didn't want to really do a podcast where I just get on and speak about nutrition and training and all of those things that I am really passionate about, but it's not substantial enough for me to speak about on a podcast. Yeah. So when I got asked that question, what do you want to be known for? I really had clarity straight away in that what I want to be known for is not only empowering our generation of women to achieve the goals that they want to achieve, but to pass that on to the next generation. And I think that there's been a generational pattern of lack of education around nutrition or poor habits being passed on or poor mentalities, poor mindsets being passed on and that can be both ways being they can be like diet mindsets or like obesity habits and obesity mindsets yeah and it's just getting passed down generation to generation so what I want to be known for and this isn't to say that I want to be famous or anything like that I just want to make my impact yeah my legacy on the world to start to break down that generational pattern and empower the women of our generation to set a better example for their children or to feel equipped and educated to be able to educate their children on nutrition in a way that's really healthy yeah um so that's kind of why we are doing this and as soon as Alex and I met for the first time I was actually really nervous sitting there in my slowly slowly t-shirt just (laughs) triggering you judging you you were regretting asking (laughs) me to the meeting (laughs) um and I was really strangely nervous uh when we had the meeting and then we just had all these ideas for topics and like we've probably got you know 20 or so episode topics that we already want to talk about so Initially, when you asked me, I'm like, what the F am I going to talk about on a podcast? And you said that in our first meeting. You're like, I'm just really worried that I don't have enough, I like not ideas, but that we don't have enough topics. And yeah, the more we talked, the more we were like this and this and this. And yeah, as soon as you told me that that was your idea, I could not have been more excited. Basically, I think I'm your target audience. I think that it's just going to be really beneficial. And I'm going to learn so much as our audience is learning. And I think the other thing and the great thing about us being different in that, you know, you are my target audience and you do have children is that I don't have children. Yeah. So I do have a lot of ideas around how I want to make this impact, but I can't test it on my own children at the moment. Not to say that we're going to be testing it on your children and (laughs) using them as, but I like to use my friends as a sounding board to say, like, I want to put out this piece of content how, how does this land for you? Is there anything in this that you would find resistance towards or do you think that these are good ideas? So it's good to have somebody to have as a sounding board as well to say, you know, I do agree with that or can you talk me through this a little bit more? And so I think that that will offer a really unique perspective. Yeah. I'm really excited to get into it a little bit more and to follow this kind of 
passion that I feel really pulled towards yeah. via the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think it's, it's going to be great. So, yeah, we're excited to take you on this journey. I hate that word. I hate that word. But what is a better word, though? I have to say it all the time, Same. like, in my so in my yuck. job. But, I yeah, I hate yeah. it. It's so cringe. Ugh. So if anybody has a better word for journey, yeah. any synonyms for journey, like, we could just synonyms? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Synonyms. Cinnamon? <laughs> we could put it into chat GPT. But yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't have to actually ask real people for no, advice on things anymore. You can just computer. ask computers. I'm also very bad at computers, and Alex is very good at computers. There's another. Yeah, that's another. There's another uh, little fun point for you. Yeah. But yeah, we're excited to take you on our bread and better journey as we go along. Thing. Journey thing. <laughs> Journey thing. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you could like and subscribe. Even maybe don't leave us a review this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> you know what Kev said to me? I don't know that he doesn't have faith in me, but he goes, don't worry, if you stuff it up, most people just delete their first podcast. And I was like, what do you mean? And then I went through so many very successful podcasts and tried to find their first episode and they were gone. So I found that very interesting and also a little bit reassuring, but now we'll leave it in. We're going to leave it in. Lifetime commitment to leaving it in. (laughs) Grassroots approach. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, if you could subscribe to us, we would love it. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram handle is at bread and better podcast. I'm glad you said it right this time. I know I keep saying bread and butter. <laughs> two things I can't have. Bread oh, and my butter. two favorite things: <laughs> gluten-free toast and Nutalex. Nutalex or Olivani. <laughs> I thought Nutalex by accident, and I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> it's so funny because I get so excited about things that come out that are gluten and dairy-free, and I'll eat it and be like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. And then I give it to Kevin, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> like you've this just put a real <laughs> On the next episode, we're going to pick three things each that has had the biggest influence in positively changing our lives. That is a little bit of a tongue twister. It was very hard to say. <laughs> you did very well. We're also going to touch a bit on hustle culture. From then, we're going to start with some of our interviews. So tune in. Exciting time. See you there. Bye. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Hiya. Productions. Thank you.